25 seconds left to play. You're listening to the Matt Wyatt Show. I want winners. This crowd is alive. Play to win the game. Wyatt from the shotgun, two backs alongside. Knock him out, John. Wyatt gets the ball. It won't be long. Wyatt back to throw. Wyatt looks. Fires toward the end zone. Passes. Caught for touchdown by Matthew Butler. Speak to They are who we thought they were. And we let them off the hook. I get out of hand. Just, just tell me I'm a jerk and shut up. Let's go scatter the west right tight. That's left. 372 wide sticks. He's The Matt Wyatt Show. He's Radio Wyatt. Well, how am I going to go to college? I'll just play football. Turn your microphone on, Matt. There we go. Hour two underway. I'm sitting here hollering. Nobody can hear me. Turn the mic on, Matt. Been doing this too long. Make those kinds of mistakes. <laughs> Welcome into the Farm Bureau studio. Say it with me. Farm Bureau, go with the home team. Go with the home team. They are your home team. Farm Bureau Insurance and favorites.com. Available to you, local agents, hometown heroes in all 82 counties. Also here on the show, we stay connected to you because of C Spire, the number one network in Mississippi, C Spire, customer inspired. Check them out, cspire.com. Later in this hour, uh, switching up the schedule just a little bit to fit what he needs. So later in this hour, we'll catch up with uh, Peter Burns of the SEC network, see how things are going for them, what's on tap. You ever thought about how bad you wish they would like just let you make out the classic game schedule and just for one day, just let you, the fan, say, hey, what what classic games you want to watch? We'll put them on the SEC Network. Wouldn't you love to do that? I know I would. All right, listen, lots of ways for you to be a part of the show here today on this uh, Tuesday. Hour one was busy, lots of texts, and uh, we'll get to some more here in hour two. Phone calls and like, tweets, and everything else. So let me give you that info, right? If you want to tweet me, feel free. It's at Radio Wyatt, and uh, we'll take a look. Also, shoot me a text on the Country Pleasing text line. Country Pleasing Sausage on grocery store shelves throughout the Southeast. It's 885-ESPN, 885-ESPN. I had a moment of heartbreak this morning, Beaver, in regards to Country Pleasing Sausage. Would you like to know what I'm referencing? Yes, please. Hey, that's the, that's the right answer. Because uh, part of the part of the uh, marketing message from Country Pleasing is just say Country Pleasing, please. <laughs> yes, please. Mm. No, I, I tell you what I did. I've been uh, chowing down, eating through my package of Jalapeno and cheddar flavored, country pleasing sausage every morning for breakfast. And this morning I realized after cooking what I cooked this morning, I only have enough left for one more day. (sighs) Now that's that particular flavor, you know, so I have some other flavors, (laughs) including some frozen that I'm going to thaw out, but. That, that jalapeno and cheddar quickly became some of my favorite, and I've only got it for one more day. So you better believe I'm going to savor it tomorrow. <sighs> nobody texts me. at Listen, y'all, at 6.30 tomorrow morning, nobody texts me. Nobody call me. Don't message me. I'm turning the phone off. I'm not paying. 
I'm going to totally focus in on savoring the last few bites that I have left in my refrigerator of the jalapeno and cheddar flavored country pleasing sausage. Anyway, the text line, 885-ESPN. And then uh, I would love to hear your voice. Give me a call. You can be like Trey in hour number one. Everybody can hear you on the phone line. It's uh, the Divinity Equipment phone, 995-1059. That's a 601 number, 995-1059. I really um, like these. There's some great texts here at the end of hour one that I didn't get to. I want to put this out here real quick. In regards to playing football in the fall, Tyler texts the show, and he said, until there's an effective immunization against this, is it immunization or is it immunization? Where do we put the emphasis on that word, Beaver? We're talkers. Do we, do we put the emphasis on the M in immunization, or do we put it on the MUN, immunization? I do the mune. Do you? Yeah, immunization. Okay, immune. That's kind of what I, I said, and and then like a red flag went up in my brain here. Immunization. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. He says, unless we come up with an effective one of those, chances are sports are on hiatus. And how long are we talking about, Tyler? Don't the scientists and the researchers say the better part of two years? Hmm. Because look, I'm here to tell you right now. Um, there are athletic departments in college campuses throughout the country, and I don't mean just the small ones. I'm talking about some of the big ones too. That if they don't have football this fall, the next thing you're going to hear about are going to be cuts, cutting sports, and firing people. Because they won't have the money. Because it's twofold, see. It's not only revenue from the sporting event itself with 60,000 people buying tickets and coming through your gates and buying food and, you know, all that stuff, parking. You know what I mean. It's not only that. And it's also like big donors. What are you giving you money for? So that's a scary proposition. Not that it's any more scary than the reality of this virus itself. I mean, let me not, please don't take what you hear me as, as Tyler and I kind of converse via text message here on the show. Don't take that as we are obtuse to the reality of life and death that's going on with this virus. Not at all. Because that's what really matters. If it takes sports go away and change forever, to save someone's life. Well, tell me tell me what we should do. Right. So we are worried about the people and the lives, first and foremost, no doubt. I mean, this is a sports show, so we kind of look at things from a sports perspective. I really appreciated this. Hog Jowl on the Country Pleasing text line says, I'm just now where I'm listening, but I wanted you to know how refreshing your interview with your child was. Yeah, Mary Liddy was on the show at the end of the show yesterday. She she loves to come in here in the studio and put on the headset, Beaver, because I have, you know, like how you have a microphone in front of you and you can just move away from the microphone. It never moves. Um, I have one of those in here in this uh, studio, this office studio. And on the other side over here for like a guest, I have a headset, like the ones we wear when we call ball games. 
that kid loves to put on that headset and hear her own voice and hear my voice. And she didn't do it on the radio show yesterday, but she loves to put it on and sing. She can hear her voice differently than it sounds in her own ears, you know. He's eight years old, loves to put on the headset. But she said, um, uh, I'm sorry, but Hogjow says she was like a breath of fresh air. Her total innocence, her canter, her honesty was amazing. We adults could learn from children. What she spoke was totally off the cuff, honestly. I'm sure you and your wife know how blessed you are. And we really do. We really do. You know, number one, to have a healthy child. It's just a blessing. You know, we don't deserve it. We don't take it for granted either. She's healthy and growing and doing well and smart and confident enough to jump on here and talk on the radio. I wonder where she gets that from. Her mother, my wife, the homecoming queen, she um, she doesn't now, but it's how we met and her career, you know, for, I guess, 10, 15 years uh, before staying at home was she was a news anchor. Yeah, news anchor reporter. So our youngin's ability to just kind of stand up, talk in front of people, sing at church, no big deal. She kind of comes by all that, honestly. True Maroon says jalapeno and cheese with pineapple is the best ever no debate. And they have that, don't they? Country Pleasing has the pineapple flavor. And I guess I didn't realize that they have a a pineapple Country Pleasing sausage flavor with jalapeno and cheese in there also. I didn't know that. And I got to know those things. I appreciate it. Okay. Let me, we, we talked about it a little bit in hour one, but that was without actually giving you the news story and the details. And just like Hogjow, he says, hey, you know, I've been out and about working, driving, you know, whatever, hadn't been able to listen. I guess it's possible that there's someone listening who didn't get this news um, overnight. So let me just make you quickly aware. All NCAA Division I athletes in spring sports will be given an extra season of eligibility to make up for the one that was canceled due to this coronavirus deal. The NCAA made the announcement yesterday. At the 11th hour before the meeting happened yesterday, there were some tweets coming out from media who had connections inside the NCAA and inside athletics that, uh-oh, there seems to be like some stuff going sideways on this whole giving them their eligibility back. And even just the slightest tweet or two from a media member, it was like throwing a, a raw chicken into an alligator pit. People on Twitter, all of us, we tore it all to shreds. I even, and I generally don't have the big outrage reaction, but I even you know tweeted it whether you quote it and you put your own text in there. And I even said, they better figure it out quickly. And Lord help them, you know, if they come back and say that the issue is trying to figure out the money side of this because football may go away. Who cares? You bet you give them their eligibility back and figure out the rest of it later, period. And they've done the right thing. So hats off to the NCAA and the decision makers. Uh, the NCAA Division I Council, which handles day-to-day rules-making for the NCAA's top-level schools, they will allow those schools to determine how much scholarship aid to give next year to athletes who were in 
what would have been their final year. So it's going to be up to the schools. If there's a senior softball player had her senior season canceled, comes back to school, was on full scholarship. Or, or not, let's don't say that because that's usually not accurate. Was on, you know, whatever the partial scholarship was. They're saying it's not an NCAA rule. It's up to the school to figure out how much aid, how much scholarship that particular athlete gets for coming back and getting to finish and have her senior year. Guess what? In the SEC, they'll all get what they were getting. It's just the way it is, unless unless they work out some other kind of deal. But it means the schools have to figure that out now. Because you know this, with baseball, what are you going to do? You're going to bring in a whole new crop of players, freshmen, signees, and they're on partial scholarship too. They're going to alleviate the roster limits and the scholarship limits and all. Because the council did agree to adjust scholarship limits to also account for incoming athletes as well as the ones who decide to stay an extra season and come back. Now, you're not going to know for sure how many baseball players are coming back and how many softball. But like baseball particularly, you're not going to know until the major leagues or the major league baseball draft gets figured out because that could affect it too, right? What if they don't draft a guy? What if they do what they were insinuating and only have five rounds of the major league baseball draft at some point this year? Well, that means a whole bunch of guys, Tanner Allens of the world, you know, potentially they don't get taken in the top five. Well, they come back to school. So in terms of the numbers for every school, you know who might be eligible. You just don't know how many are coming back. There's one. I, I tried to get an answer on this. I haven't found it yet. I'm sure it's simple. Matt just hasn't found it. There I go, third person. But. What about draft eligible like juniors? Okay, they weren't a senior. Right? Because the wording on this deal is all Division I athletes, right? Division I athletes in spring sports will be given an extra season of eligibility to make for up for the one that was canceled. So often we talk about this in terms of seniors who had one year of eligibility left. But the way I read it, I think I read this as all of them. You know, so that would apply to draft-eligible sophomores, draft-eligible juniors in a sport like baseball. So as we continue to talk and listen and get some info on this kind of stuff going forward, you know, we'll have more info and we can all get a better grasp on it. Just know they did the right thing. Players got the seasons canceled. At some point, they're going to have the opportunity, if they want to, come on back and play on in your last year and what would have been your last year or what might have been another year for you. They can all come back. They're just awarding it back to them. They didn't cancel it. They didn't kill it. Just look at it as their eligibility is postponed until it picks back up again. Does that make sense? Okay. So that's kind of where we are on it. Feel free, shoot me a text. All right, Jason on the text line. This is back in, in reference to the coronavirus stuff and Tyler's text that said until they get immunization, we can forget it on sports. Jason agrees on the country-pleasing text. He said, yep, Tyler's right. 
without a vaccine or an effective medicine for COVID-19, there won't be a crowd. The advances in testing might allow games without fans, but that'll require a huge change in the way teams operate. They'll have to do everything within a bubble, same way WWE is doing right now. Who knows if they'd be willing or able to do those things just for a TV broadcast. Man, what does all this mean? Let's just say, Jason, worst case scenario does happen. Now, you don't come to this radio show or any other, frankly, for that matter, to get doom and gloom. I'm not giving you doom and gloom. But just like all of us who are responsible adults, sometimes we have to look at all the possibilities. Let's just go worst case scenario. They don't play. Can't play because they can't do it. All teams can't operate in a bubble. You know, let's just say they don't play. Or they don't have nearly all the games they used to have. What does it do to something like ESPN? Right? Who survives with live sporting events and the advertising and the commercials and, and, and advertising partners and marketing partners that they have for those live sporting events. Make no mistake about it. You go, well, ESPN's huge and they have all this other programming. It doesn't survive without live sporting events. Games. Didn't survive without it. Or wouldn't have. So then what? So it has a far-reaching effect. And what you hope, Jason, and I, I, I'm not accusing anyone of this, but what you hope is that decision makers would never factor in, get to the point where looking at the, the economic impact, the business impact, overrules decisions that are made for the best people's health going forward. It is an unbelievable thing that we are living through. It really is. And we're really just getting started. What are we, one month into it here in America? I mean, not literally, but in terms of awareness and effect and reaction. What are we, one month into it? So we've got a long way to go. We sure do. All right. Uh, on that note, as far as getting back, playing, all this kind of stuff. There was an interview done with, um, where is this? 750 The Game. Where is that station? Is that in, that's not New York. Well, anyway, I don't know where it is. That's the credit. 750 The Game. Uh, Jeff Van Gundy, he does not think you'll see any more NBA basketball. I don't think we're going to play NBA basketball again this year. Um, I don't see it happening. I don't see Major League Baseball happening, and I see the NFL and college football starting late. Um, because I don't know how you feel, but until there's a protocol um, or a vaccine, what happens when you start up again and the next person comes down with the, the virus? That's exactly what Jay Hobson, head football coach, Southern Miss, brought up on this show last week. He said, what if a running back in California would get started and the running back in California in August pops up and has coronavirus? Does his whole team have to shut down? They don't play a season and the rest of us do? Like, what are, what are the answers there? Trevor Bauer, Major League Baseball player, Cincinnati, he's a little more hopeful. I think the chances of no baseball are, are pretty low. Uh, now, how much baseball and when, I, that – I have no idea, but I think there will be some baseball. There will be some. That's in a podcast with ESPN. Lots of varying opinions. I don't, 
And the thing about it is that's all anybody has right now. There, there aren't even the experts, the experts, talking about medical professionals, brilliant people. They are learning this stuff day by day, something new every day. So the rest of us, all we have is opinions. And there's nothing to go by. But on the surface, standing on its own merit, Jason, I think your idea, I've heard Mark Cuban, who's a brilliant guy, say the same thing, has access to any information. If Mark Cuban wants to pick up and talk to the president on the phone, he can do it. He said the same thing last week. Basically said, yeah, with this virus, the way it is, and it's killing people, we have to have some sort of vaccine or treatment that is trusted before we're actually going to get this thing back going again. Now, that day's coming. It's just a matter of when. And that's why so much discussion, I think, is going on about this particular medicine and malaria treatment and that it that is being used with some degree of success. Some people feel and others, you know, there's a back and forth going about that. It's, everything seems to be a back and forth these days. But I think you're right, though, Jason. I don't think there's any back and forth about that that you're looking at some some major advancements have to happen and it will it's just a matter of when those major advancements in terms of the medicine the treatment of this thing they they have to become consistent they have to pop up and then become available then all of a sudden the clouds will lift but until then we may be stuck y'all may be stuck just listening to me two hours a day we might hey beaver we might have to broadcast on saturdays and sundays too what do you think (laughs) Yeah, I don't know if Beaver could take that. I don't know if anybody else could take four hours of me anyway. (laughs) Stick around. Back on the show. Beaver, I have an iPad sitting in front of me with lots and lots of buttons on it that play all kinds of different sounds. It's just, you know, it's basically a soundboard. I guess you have a similar thing in front of you right there, don't you? Mine's got all kinds of stuff. Going back, I don't know, like... Just, I mean, stuff going way back, including all fight songs, stuff, movie clips, baseball music. I mean, you name it, it's got it. Fight songs. Let's see. Let me play a fight song. That gets people people riled up. Here's a good fight song. Here's it right here. Stand by. Well, that's not a fight song. This is a fight song. Anybody know what that is? <laughs> I bet you don't know what that is. That is a that is an SEC fight song. I bet some of y'all don't know what it is. 
Here's another SEC fight song. I bet some of you don't know. All right. Moving on. The reason I was telling you about my soundboard is it also has a sound on it that was already on there regards to something I read today. On this day in 1985, March the 31st, 1985, the 200th, 200th episode of The Love Boat aired. Love. Exciting and new. Come aboard. We're expecting you. It's a little creepy if you think about it. If you were to just read the lyrics to The Love Boat without the song. Come aboard, we're expecting you. <laughs> you were. What was the thing? Um, drama television series set on luxury passenger cruise ship, the SS Pacific Princess. <laughs> it was on for 10 years. The series revolves around the ship's captain, Merrill Stubbing, Stubing? And a handful of its crew with several pastors. Incredibly popular show back in the 80s. Yeah, I remember The Love Boat. What in the world were my parents doing Let me watch The Love Boat as a kid in the 80s? Because I sure as heck did. I watched it. It was a funny show even back then. Uh, I mentioned this to you. A couple of news stories you do need to know about. I mentioned this to you earlier. Dak and the Cowboys have hit a snag. Allegedly. NFL Insider gives the latest update on the Dak Prescott negotiations. Apparently there is a snag in the deal here they've been talking about that goes back to the length of the contract and the guaranteed money. It still says neither side feels the pressure to do anything soon. The next deadline is July the 15th. If they don't get the deal done by then, they're not allowed by rule to negotiate with the franchise player until after the season. Everybody that, including some of the ones I've read, all the experts say that it's very unlikely that it goes past July 15th, but you don't know. One quote from an insider. The Cowboys and Dak Prescott are awaiting word from the NFL and the NFL Players Association on whether he's going to make 31.6 this year or 28.6, which is the difference between the two figures if those restructures actually count. So that's one thing to keep in mind here as they continue to negotiate is the negotiations for future contract also based upon what the franchise tag will actually pay him they're still waiting. So let's not get up, you know, too up in arms about it yet. If you're a big Cowboys fan or a big Dak fan, it should happen. It's just a matter of when, not if. And then here's another thing that I touched on. As a sports fan, you need to know this. And in the previous part of the show, you know, I mentioned to you, okay, live sports and what they are in terms of importance to ESPN, they are everything. But to their credit, they have a thing here that they teased. Everybody knew was coming. We've been looking for it. Those of us who grew up in the Michael Jordan era. Well, as a sports fan who you don't have sports to watch, it's either an old game or nothing. 
or some other type of entertainment. Well, this may be the other type of entertainment that you've been looking for. And frankly, I'm not talking about some stupid show with a weird guy who owns tigers. Stupid, weird tigers. That's what it is. This is real, and it's not stupid or weird. The long-awaited 10-part documentary about the Michael Jordan-led teams and their pursuit of a sixth championship. It was supposed to be later in the year. It instead will run on five successive Sunday nights beginning April the 19th on ESPN. Okay, so they made that announcement today. That's how new it is. They made the announcement today. Michael Jordan, the greatest basketball player to ever lace him up. He's the greatest NBA player of all time. Michael Jordan is the greatest basketball player of all time. There's been a debate, but there is no debate. The only reason there's been a debate is because the shows on the aforementioned network couldn't find other stuff to debate that people cared about. So they debate this, but there's no debate. He's the greatest of all time, period. End of story. And everybody's been looking forward to this. I know I have. I was a huge Michael Jordan fan. Everybody was. The entire world was during that time of the 90s. And so you've been looking forward to this 10-part documentary. You knew it was coming. It was going to be later in the year. And they've said, this is so smart on ESPN's part. They don't have Sunday Night Baseball, which they were planning on. And if they are smart, they won't make it available to you on demand online just yet. No. If you want to see it, you must turn on your television. <laughs> if they're smart, that's how they'll do it. You want to see it, you must turn on your television on Sunday nights. Five consecutive weeks. You get two parts every Sunday night. Two times five is ten. It begins on April the 19th on ESPN. Episodes will make their debut in pairs weekly beginning at, let's see, what is it? So it'll be 8 Central. So it'll be late. Anyway, I, I just think it's going to be great. They, You know, for all the things that, from a television standpoint, that ESPN has not done well, whether it's talk shows or filler over the years, you, you know, they're giving you live sporting events and documentaries. They do it right. It's always great. You know, you can't turn on one of those 30 for 30 documentaries, regardless of the subject. You may not even think you're interested going into it. You just reluctantly turn it on, and by the end of it, you're hooked. You know, they do such a great job with those, and this will be fantastic. So good on them. Hey, man, getting active. Put, put something out there that people want, because they want that. They sure don't want talk shows on TV. I hope they want them on radio, but I'm sure they don't want them on TV. I know I don't. Who wants to watch people talk? I mean, you have to make it available, but, you know, give me moving pictures if I'm a TV channel. It's different from social media. It is. It's just different. You know, on television, give me moving pictures. But anyway, that's a, a, another debate for another time. Uh, I'm going to circle back here with one minute 
left in the segment, Beaver, just to ask you again, have you yet decided what you're going to do with your Trump cash? <laughs> um, yes, I have. Okay. It's not, it's nothing fun. Okay. I may have put a little bit too much on my credit card. <laughs> okay. Months. All right. So that it, it'll, the bulk of it will go to that. Go to that. Well, that's smart. That's smart. Eliminate a little debt somewhere. You know, um, and Beaver, you know what? Running up your credit card, you know what that makes you? Hmm. Human. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently. American. <laughs> it makes you American. I saw a thing here. said, looking for something to spend your Trump cash on here in a few weeks? Are you a Colts fan? You can buy a 1984 Ford Econoline van. That is, it's got Colts logos on it, stickers, all this kind of stuff on it. And you can buy the thing for like a thousand bucks. <laughs> there it is. You can get the whole thing. It's got Colts colored blue seats on the inside. The flooring on the inside of the van is made of like an AstroTurf. It's an entire Colts van. Rigged out everything. It's got Colts logos on the floor mats. Bumper stickers, everything. You can buy the whole thing. Somebody's selling it for $1,000. <laughs> it is a virtual lock that some Colts fan is going to get his Trump cash and he's going to buy this van with it. I think now's the time to start putting the stuff for sale. Let's see. Would you buy one if it was your school? You probably would think about it. <laughs> All right, coming up next, we'll see if we can get on the horn with Peter Burns of the SEC Network, see what they're up to these days. That's next in the Farm Bureau studio. Stick around. You're listening to The Matt Wyatt Show. All right, I'm about to wrap things up with you. Beaver is going to grab Peter Burns on a phone line for us. We're going to chat it up with him for just a bit, if everything goes according to plan. Hey, check this out. Amazon has fired the worker at its Staten Island warehouse who organized a walkout on Monday. They were demanding greater protections from the company amid the coronavirus outbreak. Chris Smalls, you're killing me, Smalls, 31 years old, a management assistant at the facility, told the Post they canned him in a phone call. He said they retaliated against me for speaking out. He and dozens of other employees at the Bloomfield Warehouse walked off the job demanding that Amazon temporarily close and clean the facility because they had a worker there tested positive for the coronavirus last week. They also asked Amazon to offer paid time off for people who feel sick or need to self-quarantine. Now, two sides to every story, right? Yeah, that's right. So let's see what Amazon said. Amazon said, 
that it was uh, they fired him because he had violated social distancing guidelines and refused to remain quarantined as instructed by the company after he came in contact with an employee who tested positive for the virus. They said, despite that instruction to stay home, he came on site Monday and put the team at risk. He says they fired him because he led a walkout. Sounds plausible. They say they fired him because he didn't stay quarantined when he was supposed to. Uh, To me, not as plausible. Hmm. Something's fishy. Something's fishy, and it's not that strange charge on your Amazon account. I promise you that. Hey, let's flip it over right now on the Divinity Equipment phone line. Divinity Equipment in Madison and in Jackson, your Kubota dealer. They're the oldest Kubota dealer in the United States of America. It means they've been doing it better, longer than anyone else. One of the guys who's been doing sports on TV better than anybody else for a while now is Peter Burns of the SEC Network. You can follow him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. He's on your radio right now as we speak. Peter what in the world's going on, man? What are you doing with yourself these days? You know what? I was just busy, very busy, Matt, cursing out probably third graders on Fortnite with Marcus Spear. <laughs> like, we were just dropping the, the worst words of all time. Um, and it was probably some fourth grader that's just like, hey, this guy's not very good at Fortnite. So, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, uh, you know. Actually, my life hasn't really changed a whole heck of a lot. That's, <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, um, you know, at least you do. We do have the technology where guys like you and Spears and everybody can keep up with each other. How are you personally, though, um, I mean, looking ahead at the possibility, of, you know, you had SEC Media Day scheduled in July. There's all these questions about yeah. football season in the fall. How iffy are you about all that stuff happening? Well, yeah, I mean, I've been saying it for a couple of weeks now is that, you know, and I, and I had asked, you know, I talked to Greg Sankey and I had talked to a bunch of the different coaches or athletic departments out there. I'm like, the thing that we needed to do about a month ago was have these PSAs from Ed Ogeron and from Saban and for all these coaches being like, hey, listen, if you keep messing around with this thing, we're not going to have football in the fall. And everybody kind of got my mentions to be like, oh, you know, it's not that serious. The coaches don't need to do that. And then sure enough, like two weeks later, all the coaches were doing it because I mm-hmm. think you know, they finally realized, hey, how quickly this thing developed from us not having March Madness. All of a sudden, you know, hey, it gets keep getting worse and worse and worse. And I think they realized, hey, the sooner that we do all of this, which sucks, by the way, no one wants to miss these games. I sure as hell don't want to miss SEC baseball, like Ole Miss and state baseball is like one of my favorite things in the world. You know that of me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, the sooner we can stop, you know, and kind of kind of you know, social distance and self-quarantine a little bit when we can, the quicker we can get back to some normalcy. And I think because that hasn't happened throughout the country, I think now started, you know, some of the coaches are starting to look at going, all right, well, what's the chances of us having college football? What's the chances of fans being allowed? I mean, listen, college football is going to be played, Matt. There's no doubt in my mind that we will have a season. Now, will it be the normal season that we know of starting in September and like that and starting with 100,000 fans in the stadium? That I'm not so sure about. Uh, I would not be surprised if we see down the road if this progresses like we're saying some type of hiatus and some type of uh, moving back the calendar of, of a college football season I think is probably something that's going to be looked at. Yeah. 
we were talking about it earlier, Peter, in the show. I was just kind of expressing a gut feeling, and that's the way I feel about it too. Because I just I think there is a legitimately. I wonder if you agree, and and especially when you talk to you know guys who played and the analysts that you talked to there at the network, it just there's a legit concern for me as a former player that you must have the right amount of time to get ready if you're going to try to go through these four quarter ball games and mm-hmm. hit hit and tackle and run and everything if the guys aren't ready you're going to have a rash of injuries you're going to have some unnecessary stuff they have to have time to get ready is there any i mean don't you agree that they've got to have extra practice and time to get ready yeah, I mean, in fact, Ross Bjork had brought it up and some other ADs have brought it up as well, too, is that, hey, if this thing gets underway and, you know, and, and a little bit better, do they have some type of mini camp, you know, like in, a, in NFL teams have to where it's, hey, it's, you know, it's helmets, no pads and shorts, but you're kind of running for a week and a half trying to get everything up to speed before, quote unquote, fall practice starts. Yeah. Um, and I think that's something that we'll look at. But, I, I, again, I would be shocked at this point if we're saying, hey, when fall practice traditionally starts, we're starting that way in 2020. I, I think that there's at least a 75% chance that we are pushing back the schedule of not only students returning to campus, but practice being able to be held like we know it. And, and fans in the stadium, that's a huge part. I mean, um, and everyone wants college football to go. If for no other reason, that traditionally is the moneymaker for athletic departments top to bottom. That's right. Peter Burns on your radio. Um, I, I know I'm a little bit older than you, Peter, but how excited are you? I wonder if you're as excited as I am about the early release of the Michael Jordan documentary oh. series. <laughs> Get it in my veins, man. I, again, like I'm looking for anything, and I, I think life is all about like how you view it, right? Like, mm-hmm. hey, I, I'm trying to take this as a positive. I'm spending more time with my family, and and hell, I'm even working out a little bit more. So I eat healthier, so I'm trying to take the positive parts of it. And I'm like, when I saw that they were going to have the Last Dance, the Michael Jordan documentary, get released early, I'm like, yes, like I need that. Like, I need some type of sports, some type of documentary. Uh, in my life, I, I from everyone that I have heard that has worked on it and behind the scenes over at ESPN, they're like, it's jaw dropping. If you thought the you know the OJ Simpson uh, documentary that was done by ESPN was good, they're like, this will rival it, and and it will have so many wow moments that you're gonna be texting your buddies. You're like, are you watching this type deal? So that got mm-hmm. me excited. Uh, when I heard about it. Well, you know, and that's on the heels of everybody texting their buddies about this Tiger King thing. Are you in or out on that? We we finished it, um, and it was good. And, and it's weird because I, what I liked about it is I like any kind of shows that give you a bevy of different motions, right? Okay, right? Like, it was funny. It was surprising. It was sad. It was depressing. Like, it was like you ran this roller coaster ride of emotions right. through it. Um yeah. And ultimately, what you found out, it was a documentary about a bunch of scumbags, um, you know, one way or another. And 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 the sad part about it is now we start looking at this like that. I, I'd much rather be talking about, you know, what Chris Lamonis' squad is going to be doing and Mike sure. Bianco's squad and all those guys um, as opposed to, to Tiger King. But that's the reality that we had. Like, I don't know, man, it's um, it's. It's it's weird, and now you start seeing all the extra footage that's coming out as well, too. Like, did you think he actually sang those songs, Matt? 
Uh, I'm not sure that I did, and I only I only consumed what popped out on social media. I didn't actually go and watch the shows, but there's. Oh, it's you all, haven't watched it yet? No, and I was t- talking earlier this week, Peter. I have something about me where I kind of rebel against whatever it is that everybody else is doing, and therefore I miss some yeah. stuff. Now I'm not at all going to rebel. I cannot wait to watch this Michael Jordan Bulls thing. And and I was so happy to see that news today that it's coming out early because we all need something. Yeah. But I, you know, lived through it, a kid of the 80s and the 90s and a huge Michael Jordan fan as the whole world was. So I'll watch all of that. Yeah. So, so Matt, let me think, let me, let me go through this. Like you're saying, hey, I don't like the social media part because everybody's after it. I'm like, ah, you don't need that. So let me ask you this question. And I'm the same, probably the same age as you. So I grew up watching Jordan and all these great teams that he had. Would we love Jordan if he played in 2019-2020? I don't think we would. I I, don't know that we would. He would have been so polarized and so hated. Mm -hmm. And it's perfect that his 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 world was played in pre-social media because I I think that we would have ruined Michael Jordan in in this world of social media. I I, I agree. I absolutely agree. I think it's a great point, Uh, Peter. Let's watch it when it comes out later in April, and then let's get back on here and talk about it together. Is that a deal? Oh, we'll live tweet it, and I can't wait to be back on, man. Hey, thank you for doing great sports talk. We all need it, man. I appreciate it, buddy. Yeah, I appreciate you, Peter. Thank you. Have a good one. See you, buddy. See you, man. That's Peter Burns, SEC Network. Y'all follow him on Twitter at Peter Burns ESPN. That'll wrap it up for today's show. Tomorrow, same place, same time. Farm Bureau Studio. He's Beaver. I'm Matt. See you then. See you.